This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0, and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. Jabroni, J-A-B-R-O-N-I-X-Y-Z-A-B-C. Oh, it doesn't matter, you spell jabroni. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Two Jabronis with a Wrestling podcast bj cruz here with my tag team partner the man who openly buried me on another podcast that released today which we'll talk about in a second the incomparable the traitor himself jeremy loss jay what's up dude oh man it felt so good to hit you with a, a chair shot through a podcast uh seth rollins <laughs> i saw the opportunity i took it um i the moment i finished recording uh, i walked out of the room where i do my podcast and I told my wife, I was like, that was a great podcast. I buried Ben. She was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, that I think that speaks to uh, both our friendship and the fact that I'm always looking over my shoulder because you didn't even wait five minutes until after you were done to be like, you texted me. You were like, <laughs> I just did the Gully Blanchard pod. I buried you. <laughs> and I was like, I had two emotions. One, this guy's a goddamn jackass. And two, kind of appreciate the honesty. And uh, it was, uh, you did, I will say this, you did a great job. Uh, shout out to our boy Gully Blanchard, aka Ryan Anderson. Go check out that pod after you listen to this one to listen to uh, to Ryan and Jeremy talk shop. It was, it was actually a great episode, aside from the fact that Jeremy took shots whenever he could at me and I was not there to defend myself. No, I, I really love the conversation that I have with Ryan. Uh, we talked a lot of wrestling, but we also dived into um our fandoms outside of wrestling uh specifically the the potters and the kings and how we are tortured fan bases so right um if you are a fan of a team that has not won a championship uh in a very long time please go listen to that podcast because we share the same feelings because <laughs> I, I i poured my heart out uh it, it's been painful being a padres fan for 32 years jesus yeah I, I mean i feel you on that at the same time you're also a lakers fan so it's like true there's a there's a balancing act there. I also can't but speak I to that. Won a championship since 2010. I need a championship. I mean, I've had to go through six different Bay Area championships in the time I've been here. Yeah, it's been pretty sweet. It's, <laughs> it's, it's been awful. It's been pretty it's goddamn. Awful. I need a championship. It's been incredible. Um, and I think you'll get one this year. I, I I do I do think it's your time. I do think. Uh, the Lakers will be bringing home another, and then you get to gloat on this pod, which I'm not looking forward to. But alas, tis uh, 
we'll, we'll, we'll do another bubble pod at, <laughs> at some point. We are, of course, brought to you by the Blue Wire Network, our favorite podcast network in the entire world, and our friends over at betonline.ag. Don't forget to subscribe to the pod wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling spicy, leave a review. And for our Spotify people, hit us with the uh, the follow and the download. I just discovered that Spotify also has podcast charts. Shoot us up, people. Shoot us up. Help help us climb those charts and help and keep us in the uh, Apple Podcast charts. Yeah, help help us out. Make sure you also subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's Two Jabronis with the Wrestling Podcast. Help us shoot up those charts and help us at least challenge Chris Van Vliet after a while. I don't think we're ever going to get on his level, but let no. us like challenge a little bit. Yeah, we 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 uh we got to make it so he's not laughing in our face and we're like, hey, we yeah. challenge you to a YouTube off. And yeah, he, yeah. Know. Let's get let's get there. Right. Make sure you also follow us on social. You can follow us at Two Jabronis Pod on Twitter and on Instagram and in the BR app. Uh, you can follow me personally at Jeremy A. Loss on Twitter, and you can follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. All right. So we didn't do a show uh, this past Wednesday. Uh, just, you know, life gets in the way sometimes of kids. wrestling podcasts. About kids. <laughs> about, <laughs> apparently, life doesn't stop for wrestling podcasts. That's not what I was told when I got into this business. But alas, here we are. So uh, we're, we're going to talk a couple things, and we're going to start with the main event. And for this week's main event, we are previewing a pay-per-view that I can't help but laugh every time I say the name, <laughs> Extreme Rules Horror Show? And I had to add a question mark because if I just say it straight up, I will laugh. And yeah, So there's actually not a question mark in the pay-per-view title, but there might as well be. I kind of wish there was now. Cause that, oh, be yeah. Hard. Yeah, a little uh, Ron Burgundy. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be, <laughs> it would be. Uh, I mean, we be, talked about this on, on, on the Gully Blanchard show, just about my overall excitement for this pay-per-view. And to be honest with you, this is going to be a pay-per-view that I watch while I fold laundry. Uh, I just have a ton of laundry to do over the weekend. And <laughs> this is going to be the time where I do it. I have little to no interest in this show. The, the storylines built into it aren't that great. The matches that they have set up are not that great. Will I watch it? Of course, but I will not be fully invested in it. Um, it just seems like a, a, a show that lacks intrigue all yeah. around. It really does. I mean, we have the WWE Championship match is Drew McIntyre against Dolph fucking Ziggler. Like, come on. Like, this is... Uh, I hate to shit on Dolph Ziggler because he is, like, the ultimate, like, worker. He just goes in, does his job. He sells his ass off. Um, but he's not a main event player. He should he shouldn't even be sniffing this match. Um, and it just shows that they are running out of options. I know that there's a report going around that their SummerSlam plans have kind of gone by the wayside because they don't want to waste Brock on a, on a show with no crowd. Edge is injured, and they are really scrambling to fill voids. And this is one of those voids that they're scrambling to fill. They put fucking Dolph Ziggler in a main event match. It's crazy to me. Well, so first of all, two points. One, I'm actually more excited about Impact Slam Anniversary than mm-hmm. I am uh, Extreme Rules. So there's that. I'll, I'll, we'll be checking out both. But kind of talking about this match and, and SummerSlam as well. I mean, they have a way to kind of cover up for the lack of Brock or look, if they don't want to, you know, break that glass in case of emergency yet with Brock. Randy Orton is right there, right? He's he's kind of right now doing nothing. 
And that doesn't yep. make any sense because he was red freaking hot right after that yep. edge match, right? Edge match at Backlash, I should, I should say. And I think that's who they're going to plug in after this match. I think Dolph is, he's one of these, I mean, well, let me take a step back first. The Drew title run, and I've said this a bunch, they haven't found or been able to find him a long-term feud, right? Mm-hmm. It's just they've they've kind of been throwing these one-off feuds at him, you know, just to build up to these pay-per-views. And that's honestly been fine because Drew's actually, he's kind of stepped up to the plate each and every time and he's made it work with each and every person, right? Yeah. The Seth match was pretty good. The Lashley match was actually pretty good. So th- I don't have a doubt that this match is going to be good. And I do think Dolph has kind of gotten the short end of the stick since, God, like his title run back in the yeah. day. So, you know, he's not, Dolph, let's be clear, Dolph is not going to win this match, right? Like there's just oh, no way no. in hell yeah. that he's going to win. Drew's going to retain. That would be the swerve of the century. Oh, it would. It would catch all of us by surprise. I think wrestling Twitter would burn to the ground. But that being said, I do think he is very, very capable of delivering a match with Drew. I, I think it's going to actually surprise in terms of how good this match is because we have two really, really good workers who, despite not having a whole lot to build off of with starting this feud, they kind of made chicken salad out of chicken shit. Is that the saying? I never know. That is but, a saying. That's yeah, a great saying. It's, it's always, it's, it weirds me out because I never, I never want to eat either of them. But uh, you're not a chicken salad fan? I'd love to. Not chicken a chicken salad, salad fan. I, uh, I would just rather it have It has to be like, like the Costco chicken salad for me is bomb. Well, I'll check it out. I, uh, I have a Costco. The only run. problem is like, if you're not a chicken salad fan, you might not be into it because it comes in like a Costco size. Like, sure. It's, it's like just... a container that would kill you if it fell on you. <laughs> right. So, right. Yeah. It's too much chicken salad. Maybe I'll start with a lower amount. Anyway, I digress. The point is, <laughs> I do think that this match is going to be good. And, you know, Dolph's involvement of Heath Slater early on in the feud, I thought was really good usage. How you feel about using Heath's real life employment status in the storyline aside, I do think it made, it just kind of made the storyline a little bit more deep than just Drew and Dolph used to run together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of using the 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 layoff as part of the storyline. That feels grimy to me. Like when you start, like I, I understand that you want to try to be as real as possible. When you start implementing like things that are affecting people's lives in that matter, like a layoff or a drug addiction, to me that feels grimy. Sure, it just doesn't feel right. Um, I, and I see your point. Like Dolph and, and Drew are going to do their damnedest to make this a good match. They're going to go in. They're going to work. Drew's going to, or Dolph's going to sell his ass off. Don't get me wrong. Dolph is an excellent person in the ring when it comes to just selling. Sorry, my daughter is screaming. She has this this <laughs> tendency whenever I start recording a podcast to lose her mind. So, well, no, she she just agrees with your points. That's, right, she's your but daughter like every time. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, they're going to try really hard, but I just, I, I can't get myself invested in a match where I know for sure, I know 100% the outcome. I know that for me, I personally am not a huge fan of Dolph Ziggler outside of certain things that he does in the ring. So it just doesn't interest me all that much. Uh, if they move this forward to Randy to Randy and Drew or at SummerSlam, that's great because then we have, a substantial feud for the WWE Championship, something that we haven't had since WrestleMania. Um, so we'll see where this goes. 
is this the, this is the main event, right? Or is it the swamp match? <laughs> Let's talk I about mean, the swamp fight. First Let's of all, about I, first of all, I hope it's the main event because if it's the swamp fight, I I don't know if my brain can handle all of that. So, I yes, short answer yes. Let let us move to the swamp fight because so this is I'm at a loss here. Um, yes, <laughs> that's like the nicest way to put it. Um, for one, we've waxed poetic about what they've done to Bray Wyatt in these last few months and how they've kind of ruined this run that he was on. Right. And now they are doing that. They're bringing him back to the eater of worlds, which again makes zero sense because his character that he had beforehand was red hot, just on fire. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they haven't reintroduced the fiend in some time. It's been a while. I mean, he, he had a baby, him and his wife, fiance had a baby. So there was some, actual need for time off right but they haven't been able to reintroduce the fiend on tv in a in quite some time they are now bringing this to a match that's going to be a 100 a cinematic match this is just going to be i think they filmed it like a day or two ago from what right. i saw and the way they've been trending on these cinematic matches makes me feel that this is going to be less than stellar they haven't they haven't had a good cinematic match since Firefly. Now, the fact that Bray is involved makes it does add that element that it could be good, but the way that they're building this character and the way that they've gone away from Bray, the Bray that we've seen him for the past few months, um, makes me think that they're gonna do another sister Abigail's house match like they did with Randy. Yeah, I not- mean so I also have issues with it. My main one being that it's not for the title. Like, what are yeah. what are we doing here? Right? And sure, I guess, can a belt be exchanged in a swamp fight? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sure, sure, if you want to like make that argument, that that would be a weird way to kind of give Bray the belt back. I do think Bray's going to win this match because it kind of then sets up a feud for them at SummerSlam where the Fiend can come back and probably win the title. But to your point of bringing back the Eater of Worlds, that's the character that went stale, right? Where we just kind of... We all lost interest. We Yeah, because it it was just kind of, uh, in the beginning, incredible. And then Mm -hmm. it just kind of stayed flat, right? It never really had... It never had peaks and valleys, whereas literally... The Fiend and Bray Wyatt have those peaks and valleys all the time because that's the nature of the character. Changes every week. Right. Every week. Literally every week. And so you don't know what to expect. And the unexpected is what makes these types of characters and wrestling in general much more interesting. That being said, I do think The Fiend makes an appearance. I do think there's some weird shit where like he pops out of the swamp like a horror film. I hope like they have to use some horror film tropes here right like if you're gonna label it god i was horror film have, horror have movie the what come is this? Out with like a fucking machete right and go full like jason right like, let's let's do yeah, weird stuff. you're right if they're gonna have the horror show as the gimmick lean into the tropes have some crazy shit go on um i i hope to god that the fiend is back they need it the brawn needs it this has been the probably the most boring universal championship run i've ever seen and that's that's not completely bronze fault 
right? It's like, but it kind of sort is. sort of because that's just Bronn's character, and they they kind of missed the boat in terms of his peak of being a credible champion. But they've all the way they've also booked him is like they've again where you want to talk about lack of growth in terms of character. Bronn has kind of been the same dude, basically his entire run as Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. And that's why, and again, there was a moment there. There was a small window where if they made him universal champion or world champion, he would have been probably a megastar. They missed that window. And like a, like a field goal in Madden, if you don't hit that little window, like it's, it, you're going to miss and they are missing it's right like now. Shank. Yeah. Like, do you think, I, I mean, they were running out of options at this point when it, when it came around to the pandemic and WrestleMania. Sure, Roman had, had to, to belt. yeah, yeah. Roman couldn't yeah, compete. Had or to get the belt off of Goldberg, but like the fact that there's no crowd, I seem seems to do Braun a disservice because he's a character that can't get over without a crowd. Like his, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't resonate through the. For me, at least, he doesn't connect with anybody through the screen. Like he doesn't have that transcendent charisma that can catch you as a viewer through the screen like Bray Wyatt does. Sure, like Bray Wyatt can hook you. Yep. I think Braun really relies on the crowd reaction and having that live audience. And I think the fact that they put the belt on him during this time has really done a disservice because he's boring to watch when he doesn't have reactionary crowd, um, the reactions of the crowd. Um, his promos are very bland. His voice for, for one is very like monotone. Yep. You know, you know what I mean? Yep. So like, it just doesn't get across. So Throughout this entire run, I've just just becoming less and less interested with him, with the title. I'm just, they need to move on in some way, shape, or form and get it off of him because he just, it's it's ruining him going forward. Like, it's just making him look less and less interesting as a character. Yeah, and I mean, again, with a lot of these cinematic matches, we've kind of gone in with a little bit of a low bar, low expectations, and they've kind of either met them (laughs) or far exceeded them. So I kind of hope that at the very least, since we are expecting kind of a shit show, that if we get it, kind of is what it is, right? That that's the status quo and we'll just kind of move on and hopefully, you know, Bray or and Braun keep the story going at least towards SummerSlam where they can have some sort of actual match yeah. and we can if kind we get, of hand it back, hand the if title we get back. A, if we get a B, B minus Boneyard match, I'll be pretty happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a, a thousand percent. And again, they filmed it already and... You know, it's uh. Well, I guess we'll we'll see how it goes. As as with all all these matches, is this a man made swamp that they did this in? Or did they actually go to a swamp? Unclear. Um, I mean, I'm assuming it's man made. Like the boneyard match was a man made boneyard match. They didn't just go find a random boneyard. So I'm assuming everything. Are there are there real boneyards? Point. I don't know. Go, man. I want to go to a boneyard. We we live in California. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's true like there there may be like a random ass boneyard in like mississippi right like so, so there's some shit in mississippi that we just have no clue of right so these these places do exist uh i, I don't know where swamps are particularly florida uh the everglades oh well i mean the i mean technically they are filming all of this stuff in florida so guarantee there are swamps in florida they probably have now to I'm find just for like like when they like when this pandemic goes on forever it's like one of the the cinematic matches that, that they come up with is just like a Florida Walmart match. Uh, yes, <laughs> and great tease for someone we are trying to get on the show. That that's all I'll say. That's the- like, are we doing this? Like, all right, we're gonna do this in the sports section, aisle nine. Like, right here's our match. 
basically like a Booker T Stone Cold supermarket match, but right, <laughs> but you know, at a pay per view with with masks on, of course, Everybody right? With masks, mask you gotta, yes. you know, you gotta be, you gotta be responsible. Uh, yes. But anyway, I I think Bray's gonna win this match. Cause I do think there's going to be some weird shenanigans in a horror film trope e way where the fiend kind of like I don't know he he drowns or tosses Bray. Are we gonna see a murder? Uh, no, I mean, still P, still PG. We don't, you don't want to, they don't want to kill Bray Wyatt. I think he's going to toss him into some place that you can't see, or maybe, I don't know, abandoned, haunted. I don't know. But the fiend will make an appearance from like the opposite side of the water that he has thrown. That That is my prediction. I just want to see, I want to see somebody get fed to a gator. Dude, what? Have, <laughs> have you been watching <laughs> Unsolved Mysteries? What is wrong with you? I, I just got really dark there. Like, yeah, I just want to see somebody get. You're like plotting a murder on on live on a podcast. All right, before I incriminate myself, let's move on <laughs> to the women's championship match: Alaska versus Sasha Banks. Oh, we got uh, a banger this, here, by the way. This is yeah, going this to is going to be the match of the night. Fantastic, easily. If they yeah. get the time, this is the match of the night. Um, my heart really wants Sasha to win this so that they can have all the belts, and I would love to see that. But it's going to be Alaska. Um, I, I do think Bailey's going to cost her the title, cost Sasha the title in some accidental ooh, way. I like that, which will then kind of set up, you know, Bailey. I mean, we'll talk about her match next, which will then set up kind of the feud with Sasha uh, moving forward. So I'm with you. My heart says Sasha would love Sasha. I would love Sasha and Bailey to have all the belts because that would be quite the image. I think they are the best thing going right now, and mm-hmm. it would be freaking phenomenal but i do think that they are they've been teasing this sasha bailey match for just way too long it has to happen it, it has to happen summer, like SummerSlam needs to happen yeah um because that can like if they if they split them up for SummerSlam, that's your main event yeah and that's crazy like, there's no way around that is 100 your main event unless they're fucking stupid yeah so they hopefully they don't drop the ball on that and then i think i think after this with Shayna coming back on Raw, I think this opens up the opportunity where you can potentially have Asuka Shayna for the Raw title at SummerSlam. Oh well. my God. That is. Whew. I was fucking pumped seeing Shayna again. Thank God she's back, man. She, I mean, the women's division on Raw specifically, like, just kind of needs it. Um, because since, since, uh, oh my God, since Becky left, uh, it's, you know, there hasn't been as many credible contenders to Asuka. I know she talked to, or she, I believe she told Alex McCarthy of Talk Sport, friend of the show, that she wanted to face Kyrie Sane for well, the Kyrie's title. In, she's leaving. She, is she though? Is that confirmed? That's the report. That's, That's the, I, the report. That, I saw, I mean, I read that report too, that, you know, she wanted to go back to Japan with her husband, wrestle for a year and then retire. But then there was also a couple of reports after that that were like, WWE is kind of offering her a new deal. So we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. If, if, if it's, Oscar Kyrie before Shayna or or something. I mean, I'm kind of into that. Like that would that would be. Yeah, I, I'm into it. I just really want Shayna to get her fucking shine. She deserves the promo she cut the other night, and the fact that she was just like choking out all the ninjas was just awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, choking she out needs a shine. all the ninjas. Bianca Belair needs her shine. They just need. They have so many talented wrestlers on that women's raw raw women's roster that just don't get the shine. And I think if they were able to do that, that would really open things up. So one thing I want to circle back to with this WWE championship match with Drew McIntyre. What if now is the time where we have the Adam Cole running? 
Oh my god. Yes. Just replay the NXT takeover. I I love it. Why wouldn't I? And that's because undisputed. I mean, if they're if they're like waffling on the idea of, of bringing Orton into the main event because he's still doing that thing with is he still yeah he's still doing that thing with Apollo with uh, Andrade and, and yeah Garza. and Garza. But Andrade and Garza are also it seems like they're eyeing the tag titles on Ross, so that kind of leaves yeah. Orton as the man yeah. out. So I mean, I don't know if I mean let's he just has to have he, yeah. Let's, Let's just fantasy book Adam Cole doing a run in here because, God, if they did that, that would be the, that would break the internet. So um, let's go back to the SmackDown Women's Championship match. We got Bailey versus Nikki Cross. Again, this is Bailey all the way. Bailey's not a chance in hell. Nikki Cross wins. It's a great story. Nikki Cross is great. Um, maybe we get, we start getting the Alexa Bliss Nikki Cross breakup. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, the thing that people just to make it interesting. Yeah, the thing that, that we, people have been teasing for. Like over a year, <laughs> yeah. But we we need something here. Bailey is going to carry this thing. She has been on just an unbelievable heater. Oh, kind of like I was the other night when I was playing blackjack on that <laughs> online, which we'll talk about during the ad read. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait to do this ad read. It's going to be um, incredible. So yeah, Bailey. I mean, we've talked about this for the last few weeks. What Bailey and Sasha are doing are just kind of setting themselves apart from the rest of the crowd. They've really leaned into the fact that there's no audience. Yeah. And they are really making use of the time when they're when they're on the mic and they know that there's a hot mic. And they're saying stuff that's just really incredible and funny. Um and they're interacting with the uh with the the announcers. Which is uh, phenomenal more than anybody else. Yeah. Made, along with like Big E. Big E has made like throwing his jacket oh, thing. I laugh every time. Which every is hilarious. And I think that's a time. great way to take advantage of the fact that there's no crowd. Yeah. Like, utilize the people that are there. Whether it's the fucking random ass w- NXT talents that are behind the plexiglass or the announcers, like utilize them. And I think Bailey and Sasha have done that better than anybody else. And I think Big E and Kofi are right there. But like Bailey and Sasha have really banked their characters in this storyline on them being these obnoxious, entitled champions. And they're utilizing the fact that there's no crowd that they can be heard all the time. So they're going to talk all the time and it's just so fun and entertaining to watch. Um, I know like they're trying to get you to hate them, but for me as like a quote unquote Mark, like I can't hate them because what I'm watching is fucking highly entertaining. Oh yeah. They're, they're fantastic. And there's absolutely no reason for Bailey to lose the title. I mean that see earlier you mentioned Dolph winning the WWE title would be a huge swerve. This would be the biggest swerve ever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Nikki yeah. Cross won like an yeah. unnecessary swerve. So she's going to, it would be like a, a, a swerve that like just completely kills the momentum they built up for the past. Three oh, months. a thousand percent. And you're billing to a monster money match with Bailey and yeah. Sasha. Like you can't ruin that with this. So yeah, that's how that's going to go. All right. So moving on to now, what is the, what is probably the weirdest stipulation maybe in history? I don't know. I'll, we'd have to look back on weird stipulations, but we have the eye for an eye match with Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio. So no titles on the line, but body parts apparently just completely on the line. So are we doing fake eyes here? I believe it's a CGI situation from what I read. So it's going to look super wonky though. I, we already have a swamp match. So I'm like, I'm not really expecting a whole lot here. And I mean, like, so were we going to, 
I'm envisioning this. Like, is someone going to take like an ice pick and like start pointing it towards the eye and then we'll start seeing CGI here? Like, this is the weirdest stipulation I've ever heard of. It makes no fucking sense. It's bizarre. Um, it is really, really bizarre. Um, I, 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 is this the way that they kind of retire Rey Mysterio? Because I know he's still working without a contract. I hope not. I hope this is not the way they send out one of the best performers in wrestling history, like in an and eye for like, an eye match. Going, yeah, and going forward, like say Seth loses, does he wrestle with an eye patch the rest of the time, or does oh, he magically? Oh, I, I think Seth is becoming a pirate. <laughs> I think his crew <laughs> is going to go from like. Uh, some religious cult to just straight up pirates, you know, Murphy, maybe like Captain Hook and his crew. And like, yeah, Murphy's going to be me. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to become some sort of weird comedic yet completely awesome. It just, yeah, this stable. is stable. I don't understand this. I, I really don't like, I know that they, that it, it's kind of playing off the fact that uh, Seth, Tried to injure Ray, tried to injure Ray by putting his eye on the side of the stairs, and but this seems a little bonkers. Not a little. It seems very bonkers. Um, yeah, like why not just have a fucking a cage match or something? Like why do we have to do some weird ass eye for an eye match? You know, does the winner have to hold up the the eye? Like hold it up like. Do you remember, like, in Kill Bill, where she rips the oh, yeah. girl's eye out and she just holds it like that? Is that how we're going to have to have the winner? Look, man, I didn't make the stipulation. So with like a fucking <laughs> retina hanging. I have down no clue. Shit. I just, I yeah, I, 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 I've tweeted out a lot of Minority Report gifts. Uh, some I, Kill that Bill is ones. a great movie, by the way. Have you been? Re- have you rewatched it? Since uh, did I watch it a month ago? Yes, I did. Once it- <laughs> I just want like I really just want that little setup where the ball comes down. Like I, yeah, for some, like no, I want this. I want like screens I can move with my hands. Like if I could yes. set this all up like this, oh, that's that's my dream. If I if I can like get up in the morning, go to my workstation, just like put on a glove and just like yeah, and like you're basically because this was pre iPhone, so like watching him like pinch things and like move them, you're like yeah, this is like the this is a futuristic version of or the next level iPhone. So I I, I kind of want that. Yeah, see so like. I love that movie. I hate Tom Cruise, like legitimate hate Tom Cruise. <laughs> like I have, I've only seen like, I think three or four movies of his in the theater and I've walked out on two of them just because I just can't, I can't get over him. Something about him just does not work for me. Jesus. Um, we're, we're really exposing a lot here. So I, 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 there's a couple of movies that I really love because the movie in general is great. And Tom Cruise just so happens to be in them. So like Top Gun, fucking awesome. I just watched that the other day. Uh, da- great Days of Thunder and Minority Report. Those are all great. Uh, Hold on. First- you don't like Jerry Maguire? No. Oh, my God. No. Good no, I. That's like no. right up our wheelhouse, man. He's a sports agent. He's a terrible fucking agent. No. Did you see the deal he got, Rod Tidwell? At that time, for a receiver, pretty good money from the Cardinals. That's all I'll say. Not believable. Not believable. It's not a believable movie. I walked out on World of the Worlds. I legitimately, I kid you not, in the movie, the middle of the movie, I stood up, I went, done, and I walked out of the movie. Um, You're one of these walk out of the movie stand. people? <laughs> I walked out on Spider-Man 3 on a midnight showing. Uh, I, if I well, don't watch the movie, I will walk out. That one, is, that one is fair. I'll, I'll give you Spider-Man 3. 
Um, yeah, that, I, I mean, I, I don't want to waste my time. So if I don't like the movie, I will walk out and get my refund. Uh, and Tom Cruise just so happens to just he, he get he doesn't mm, something about him. I just but minority punchable face. That's that's the thing. He's got a very sure. punchable he's got like a Scientology like five, thing about two. him. Yeah, he's, he's like a, five two. So I have to like punch down. Um, hey, man. So look, us short people, we, we got to deal with we got to deal with. <laughs> All right. This is this is our lives. I don't appreciate the shots um, at, at like, our height. The, I know that he has like this really long like Mission Impossible series, but the first movie was like two and a half hours long. And I watched it when I was a kid. Didn't like it. It also had a terrible fucking video game and it just ruined it for me. And oh, I was a bad really back into the rest of them. The rest of them are you should get back into it. They get really good. <laughs> and by really good, I just mean there's a lot of shit blowing up. A lot of people turn. You would love Mission Impossible. It's all about heel turns. People just turn their backs on each other constantly. You're like, I bet it's that guy. Ends up being that girl. And then it's just, it's chaos. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll get back into him. But Tom Cruise, I, I can't do it with him. He he just, he rubs me the wrong way. Where were we? Were we talking about Eye for an Eye match? Yeah, th- this is this is what Extreme <laughs> Rules Horror Show did to us. We went on literally, I, I was looking at the clock. We went on like a three to four minute diatribe on Tom Cruise and Jeremy's hatred for him. So thanks WWE for, uh, for putting us through this, but pick your winner. Let's, let's do this. And let's hit the last match before we, we get to the ad read. Um, Seth Rollins, because I think that's the only way that makes sense because if he loses, he's got to wrestle the rest of his career in an eye patch. I'm going Ray. I'm not against it. I'm not against it. I'm f- but- fully going Ray because I, I think Seth is, he's pivoting to a pirate character <laughs> or some form now, of a one-eyed messiah does he have a hook when it comes out if he does no, he you go gotta, full captain hook and just have a hook i mean if he loses his hand in this match sure like an alligator just bites his hand out of nowhere then sure we'll like, do eye for an eye and then at SummerSlam, summer slam is hand for an hand it's just hand. it's just limbs like that's what their matches progress to at WrestleMania. It's just like leg, like both of your legs. Do you remember in the edit? Do you remember when Val Venus got his dick cut off? Yeah. <laughs> poor Val Venus. <laughs> oh no, not poor Val Venus. That guy is a terrible human being, apparently. Yeah, he's. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, well, I remember that when I was a kid. I was like, "Holy shit, they're cutting his dick off!" <laughs> God, this this pod really really took a turn. Uh, thanks, Tom. All right, for let's his- talk about this U.S. Championship match. Apollo Crews was MVP for that that awesome new United States great title. new title. Um, Apollo Crews, I guess he wins. Turn to you. Yeah, or he. Yeah, I think he wins. I think he joins MVP's stable, his uh, yeah, his group, because let's MVP again to plug our our friend, our boy Alex McCarthy of Talksport. He interviewed MVP. I think it was today or yesterday. MVP wants to. Uh, he wants to start a group. So I think Apollo Crews and MVP has been recruiting Apollo. So I think this is a great way to to start that as Apollo wins the match. And then he uh, he says, I need your services. So I think that's how we are yeah. going to uh, to do it. Um, all right. Before we get to, we're going to talk about Fight for the Fallen. Let's pay some bills. I'm still recovering from the Tom Cruise Val Venus segment that we just covered but let's pay these bills before the advertisers steer clear of our show entirely uh we're gonna take a quick break to talk about our friends over at bet online sports are coming back and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events and there's no better place to start than our exclusive partners bet online get in on the action 
for this uh or get it get in on the action for odds on nascar formula one and the premier league can't wait for your team to come back bet online has future odds including win totals division winners and even league championships or check out daily simulations of madden and nba nba 2k to watch and wager on visit betonline.ag and use promo code bluewire to receive your new welcome bonus that's promo code bluewire bet online your online wagering experts now have a story <coughs> sorry um so this past weekend i was feeling frisky and i was like i'm gonna put some money in my bet online account so i put some money in my bet online account put 25 dollars to start chump change right and i put some money on man city because i was like fuck it they're gonna win anyways and they they ended up cr- cruising and i, I decided all right i'm gonna play virtual blackjack i played it a Ooh. couple weeks ago lost all my money i was like i'm gonna go back but i lost all 25 I, I lost all the money again i was like i'm gonna put another 25 dollars on and then i got fucking hot i kid you not i started rolling i went up to 115 dollars and i was like all right went to my wife i was like i'm gonna cash out she's like yeah let's cash out went to the cash out realized that you can't cash out unless you have 500 in your uh in your bank uh if you wanted to do just a direct deposit so i was like all right do you mind if i play until we get to see if we can win 500 dollars?" mom's like sure i started fucking cruising i got the 250 lost it all got down to my last 17 and then i went on a heater like i've never been on before i made up to 925 dollars jesus and now i'm down to 750 and i'm cashing out now you went on the bail you went you were literally on a bailey heater i've never played blackjack that way i was just like fucking rolling um and you know me i'm a terrible gambler like i i, I do know that kind of money yeah. <laughs> yes and uh so for me to win especially going from my last 17 dollars all the way up to 925 or 950 whatever it was uh i was pretty ecstatic and now i'm just waiting i, I had to have my wife change the password so that i didn't go in and actually bet the rest of it um I, that was a lesson i learned from our good friend who actually won a lot of money on battle line so if you start winning and you don't want to lose it all have your significant other change the password it's a great move. Away. It's a it's a that's a veteran move, and I'm glad that you did it because yeah. So hopefully you... I get the cash out here soon because <laughs> your boy needs a new TV. There it and is. Gonna... <laughs> All you had to do was play bet online, and they are uh, again really really good friends of the show, sponsoring yeah. from uh, almost day one. So go uh, go get your 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 uh, your bonuses on on bet online. Yeah, and play single deck blackjack. That's the that's the, that's the play. Single deck single blackjack. Deck. If you guys, are, if you guys are degenerate like I am, single deck blackjack is the way to go. I also played this random ass spin game that was just me losing money, but I always thought like now like it's basically roulette, but the odds are better. And also, I was like, all right, I'm gonna bet odd, and and there's like 16 numbers, so you bet all the odds, and it would go even, even, even. And I was like, okay, now's the time for an odd, so I bet an odd again and go even again. I'm like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, so don't play that game. Play single deck blackjack. Um, let's move on to fight for the fallen. So on Wednesday, AEW had what was a pay per view last year, and they put it on Dynamite. Uh, this is a pretty solid card. This is fallen. Yeah, it was great. Uh, a fighter, yeah, fighter fest. So they kicked off the night with Cody versus Sunny Kiss, which is a really solid match. This yeah, it was really the good. Most time that Sunny Kiss has got on the TV, which is great. Um, but I actually talked to to Gully Blanchard about this yesterday, our, our good friend Ryan on the Gully Blanchard pod. Um, what really bothers me about Cody's TNT championship run isn't so much that he has the belt, but we've talked about this many times. What Cody is best at is telling a story, whether it's a long form program or telling a story within the ring. And these title challenges that he has every week against a new challenger, 
doesn't allow him to do what he does best. He can't tell a long story. He can't have a sure. promo. He can't tell a good story within the ring because there's no story to tell. So I think this is really doing a disservice to him as a TNT championship or TNT champion. Um, yes, he's putting over younger talent like Mark Quinney did a couple weeks ago in Sunny Kiss. But for him as a champion, it's just really not doing him a service. So I kind of want him to drop it. Maybe he drops it to um, Orange Cassidy. Maybe give it to Orange Cassidy. Let him run with it because Orange Cassidy's red hot right now. Um, and give it to somebody that can do matches where he doesn't. They don't necessarily need a story to tell to really get over. I feel um, like Cody's somewhat teasing a heel turn. He's kind of getting I'm real really over this nightmare. Real, family, real cocky, real arrogant. Just at times, and then you know after the match, he'll pay his respects to you. You know, you you fall back in love with Cody the character. I do think he is planting the seeds of a turn, and then I think that's eventually wh- where he will lose the title. Hopefully, to someone like an Orange Cassidy or or another up and comer. But I do think he is do as as much as I agree with you about how they are kind of impeding his ability to tell a long form story. The way that he's putting over the younger talent and the you know the people who aren't as mainstream and in, in, you know in the entire wrestling world and community has been pretty solid, right? Like it's beneficial for the company. No, no doubt. Yeah. It's beneficial for AEW, but I'm thinking more along. Uh, is this beneficial for Cody? But Cody doesn't, me, does Cody have to wear that hat anymore? Does he have to think, is this good for me? Because he's now, you know, maybe, a maybe VP, not. right? He's, he's yeah. got to think about, is this good for AEW? And it is in the grand scheme of things. And eventually he's going to drop the title probably to you know someone who they are trying to make another star out of so it's i think he's he's making the right calls and yes would i love to see him tell a longer story like he's done in the past and he's done a masterful job of absolutely i i think that there's there is time for that there's plenty of time i think he's probably of the mindset of aw still a really really young promotion and right. i we got to get we have to, we have to create depth Right, like we can't yeah, be like WWE doing, and float with just your top stars. They've been doing an excellent job of building depth. Um, the fact that Chris Jericho is putting Orange Cassidy over on this huge, level, huge, um, is incredible to me. Um, that segment that they had on Wednesday night was so hilarious. <laughs> Ortiz just selling the shit out of that orange juice was, was incredible to me. He took um, a vicious bump off the orange. Yeah, he juice. did. Vicious. He did. Um, oh, so good. Chris Jericho. I can't say. Uh, good, even more good things about him. He's been uh, excellent when it comes to building out the younger talent within AEW. Uh, now his music still fucking sucks, but uh, um, at least in the ring when he's putting over talent in the ring, uh, in the booth, it, it's it's incredible. So uh, kudos to Chris Jericho. Please stop making music. Um, I, let's be clear. I don't agree with Jeremy's take on Fozzie and Chris Jericho's music. I... Keep doing your thing, Chris. Keep no. doing your thing. No, Don't let people please. tell you you can't achieve your dreams because guess please what? Stop that! Like you've achieved second-rate karaoke band that you have. Going you've on. achieved your musical dream, and don't let anyone tell you different. We, I stand with you, my friend, my Canadian, oh my, my Canadian brethren. Um, but I'm Canadian too, but I just can't. Like my ears cannot take this band. So please retire. <laughs> um. Moving and then the tag matches that they had uh, were just phenomenal. I mean, again, we, we we rave about 
the AEW tag matches. They are great. FTR, Lucha Bros, uh, something we've been waiting to see for a very long time. FTR is just moving their way up to that tag title. Uh, they had the Elite versus Jurassic Express in a six-man tag. And we got the Kenny Omega tease. We got that the cleaner coming back. And then they were also teasing FTR with Hangman. So shit is is moving here. There's some and four I, there's some four horsemen vibes coming about too. Like I, you know, uh Tully's out there. You yeah, know, I mean scouting. Did you see am, uh, FTR throw up the four? I'm all the way in on whatever AEW is doing with their tag division. I think what they're doing is great. I love the fact that they're teasing the cleaner coming back because Kenny with a mean streak. I love Kenny uh, in any character, but Kenny the heel um, is what made him a superstar. When he yep. turned on AJ, that's when he became a superstar. Yep. Um, and then they can really elevate him to the main event picture and actually do what everybody thought he was going to be when when they started AEW and get him back into like potential title challenger. So I love it. The the moves that they were putting on in that elite Jungle Boy or oh Jurassic my Express lord, are fucking bonkers. The destroyer off Luchasaurus by Marco Stunt over the ropes. I mean, someone's going to get critically injured off of these moves, but I am loving every second of it right now. The, the innovativeness, is that a word? I don't know. I don't care. You know what I mean. Yeah. Of the destroyers over the past couple of weeks has been crazy because like, the destroyer in of itself is an insane move. The destroyer should be, shouldn't be normalized. Like, I feel like a lot of wrestlers have just normalized the destroyer as this run of the mill move. That move kicks ass. It should be a finisher. Yeah. And I mean, for a while, the pile driver used to be one of my favorite moves, right? Like every time I would play a wrestling video game, I had to create a character. He would always have a pile driver in his repertoire. I just think it's, it's a vicious move. It's a dope move for a while. WWE kind of went away from it because just because of Mm -hmm. some next stuff, Obviously, Austin had his unfortunate uh, situation with the, you know, the botched tombstone. And, you know, you're just you're putting people's necks on the line. And there's a lot of force. So I get that. The Destroyer is like a pile driver on acid. And I feel like that really took off in the indies. And that's now just starting to become more mainstream, right? Like Cole mm-hmm. is kind of bringing that to WWE now. It feels like everyone's kind of doing it in AEW because they are pulling these guys and girls from the indies. So I totally agree with you, though, that it needs to be saved for special moments. That being said, these two destroyers that we're talking about in these tag matches, where they're basically destroyers off ropes and outside, is nuts. And like the only issue I have is like, how do you take it to the next level? Because it's already an insane move. And I think yeah, we've seen two done, of the more insane variations of it. So what, yeah, what, what's next? Done destroyers off ladders into tables. Right. So it's like, are we doing destroyers into like barbed wire fence? Um, it's, it's crazy. The move sets that they've been kind of bringing to television on a regular basis. It's making me extremely terrified for what they have planned, but I'm enjoying the shit out of it. It's fucking incredible what they've been doing with this tag division. We rave about it all the time. Their tag division is unmatched. Um, the only thing that kind of is bringing AEW down right now is the work that they've been doing or lack of work that they've been doing with the women's division. I know that they have Britt Baker. Uh, that's something that we've talked about 
many, many times about how well she's been doing and the character development that she's had. But Nyla is now managed by Vicky Guerrero, which is really weird because I love Vicky. Like Vicky has been in the game for a while. She's a legend. But I mute my television when she's on TV because her voice is just like nails in a chalkboard. She hits that high pitch, man. Excuse me. Rough to listen. And then you have the Nightmare Sisters with Allie and Brandy Rhodes. And Allie has legit had four or five gimmick since AEW started. <laughs> For real. She had regular she Allie. She's gone through gimmick the after bunny. gimmick after yeah. gimmick. And she was great in, in Impact. And now she just, she's flat. It's it's kind of. It's weird. It's a little weird. And, and so the women's division is just kind of floating around there. And I feel like they need to give more time. I think they gave maybe five minutes to the entire show to women, to the women's division, whether it was Vicky Guerrero coming out with Nyla or the tag match. They just, they haven't invested enough in, for my opinion, uh, because they have some talent. They just need to really invest in the women's division to make it, to make it grow. And then I want to talk lastly about this, this, this title match, John Moxley versus Brian cage. Um, just a hard hitting match. I thought it was yep. great. It's great to see Mox back. I like the, 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 the ending because it, yes, Brian cage loses, but he didn't take a pin. He didn't submit. He had Taz throw in the towel. So it still makes him look a little strong. And then he was able to attack Mox afterward. Darby Allen came back, came back. So it looks like we'll get Darby versus Brian Cage. Maybe a triple threat in the next at, uh, at All Out. Uh, but I like the fact that they didn't waste Brian Cage by having him lose through a pin or through, a, or, or through tapping out. Like they had Taz throw in the title or towel to make him look a little bit stronger than he actually was. And they, they did a good job of telling the story from the beginning, right? They were like, hey, Mox told us his strategy. He's going after yeah. the surgically repaired area of Brian Cage. So, you know, kind of if, you, if you're just catching up and you're like, wait, Brian Cage tapped out? Like, how does that work? Or, or no, I'm sorry, Taz threw in the towel? Like, why would he do that? But if you, you know, once you get the full story... It, it it was really really well told, and you know both of them sold it really well, and yeah. that's kind of that real sports aspect, right? Of like, what is Mox's strategy? Because on paper, Brian Cage should destroy Mox, right? Brian Cage is a genetic freak, and yeah, he's a Wolverine. That guy's a monster. He's he's it's crazy. And by the way, shout out to Mox for going back to full pants just wrestling. I don't know, it was, it was something that the uh, the little things you know the shorts. <laughs> kind of threw me off, and I, I get he was probably trying to separate himself from Dean Ambrose, but seeing the long pants, I was like, "Oh, this is this is John Moxley," and I'm I'm, I'm with shout this. Out to, shout out to him for wearing the Danny Havoc shirt too. Yeah, no, rest um, in peace. He was rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace to one of his his good friends. So, uh, I really enjoyed the match. I thought it, it kind of builds to a larger story, including Darby Allen. Uh, it, it was great to see Darby back. I know he's had some issues as part of this ongoing speaking out uh hashtag um but i i think where they're headed and what they have planned for the rest of the year i think they're in good shape uh, i'm really excited for what aew has kind of brewing especially around the tag titles and that main event picture they have some really really great things in the works and then orange cassidy just kind of floating around there being a badass oh man i it, it's early on when you know Orange Cassidy kind of jump onto the scene at AEW, obviously he was an indie darling, but 
you, there was in the back of our minds, I think you, we always wondered, how is he going to get over like on TV in a mainstream way? And they figured it out, which is crazy. And, you know, shout out to them for actually doing that, because like you said, I think he's going to be a monster, monster star. And like, like this dude was booked on Katie Nolan's ESPN show before the, the pandemic kind of like spread like wildfire. Right. So then that was that this was what, four or five months ago. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know sh- and shout out to Jericho for being having the 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 wherewithal to be like I want to be the guy to put him over right like yes I'm going to beat him you know at, uh, at you know I'm going to beat him the first time but let's keep this going like I I want to make this guy into a star and yeah you know how you make people stars you let them pour vats of orange juice with pulp, it looks like it looks like it was uh, freshly squeezed. Why are you wearing a seven thousand dollar coat? Yeah, I, I want to see the receipt on that. By the way, yeah, don't think like that jacket. Warehouse coat. It looked. Uh, I'm not going to say it wasn't seven thousand dollars. I'm also going. I don't think it was. <laughs> um, but that orange juice. That orange juice did look freshly squeezed. So shout out to Orange Cassidy for sticking to his brand. Uh, f- a lot of pulp. A lot of pulp in the orange juice. And uh, that's, are you a pulp? free guy or you do you like your pulp you know i I think i don't have a preference i I like orange juice Uh, in general uh i like it even better in the mornings with a little champagne a little little you know start the morning off the day off a little with a little mimosa action Uh, the wife and i enjoy those on on the weekends just to you know for a little pick me up to start the day but in terms of just pure orange juice when uh yeah no Either way, orange juice is just good, man. Pulp pulp doesn't ruin yeah, it for me. I like it. I like pulp free because if I get that pulp, it just feels like I'm drinking like like chunky orange juice, and it just doesn't vibe. But, with me. but when you eat oranges, you you still get you get those things, right? You get the the bits and pieces. You, of I it. haven't had like an like a, just a straight like I I'll eat like the little mini like the clementines, uh, the clementines. But I I haven't had like a big orange. Probably since I was like a pop warning. But the Clementines had. also still have that texture. They still have those little But like little they're so beads. much easier to, to eat because they're so small. You can just pop them in your mouth and just rock with it. But like the orange, <laughs> you have to like take a little mini bites. And I can't do it. I can't do it. So I'm a pulp-free guy. Um, also, shout out to Sunny D. I'm a big Sunny D guy as well. Even though oh, it's fake man. orange juice, it's still fucking delicious. Whoa. Whoa. This is how we're going to end the show. I used to be a huge on Sunny D, mainly because those commercials... They got me. There was like all those kids rushing in. What do you want? And then when they were, I, see, I, I like that. Like, I mean, maybe it's because I was raised by like a single mom, so we just got a lot of processed shit. So like, I was raised on like Sunny D and Yuhu. Like Yuhu is my fucking. Yuhu's game. delicious. It's, and, like, it's not even milk, but it's fucking delicious. And to 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 your point, Sunny D also delicious. But yeah, also once once I started getting the taste of like fresh freshly squeezed orange juice, I was like. Man, I, I recently had a Sunny D, uh, just because of where I work. Uh, it's sometimes it's readily available, and you have Sunny D just like it's on hand. Well, people bring it like when you're in groups of and you're just trying to feed a bunch of people. It hasn't aged well. Maybe I haven't aged well. I don't know. It's uh, I mean your your taste has your <laughs> your your palate has it's evolved has become a, a little bit too. Uh, what's that word when you're Goodness gracious! I just my brain just bougie. You, you accusing uh, me of being yeah, too bougie? Yeah, a little bit too bougie. Like your, your palate just become too bougie. That's right. I've I've completely been, your, your palate's become too sophisticated. I've completely evolved to white claws only. 
<laughs> Jesus. Oh man, did I tell you I had that white wine uh yeah. or that that wine spritzer, whatever the fuck it was, seltzer, basically like a, a wine cooler. That shit was garbage. Well, what don't drop the name because they might become a sponsor at some point. <laughs> you never know, man. We uh I mean it the brand starts with a D. If you see wine seltzer that starts with a D, do not buy it. It Move is along. not good. Just go get Sunny D instead. <laughs> yeah, go get Sunny D and some champagne and have a poor man's mimosa. There you go. Actually, that actually kind of sounds delicious. I'll I'll try it once we uh once we get. I mean, off I may have air. to do that tomorrow. Yeah, it is the weekend. <laughs> it is. It is absolutely the weekend. And that's that's a great transition. And that's how we're going to end the show. <laughs> we got a big big weekend coming up. We have Slammiversary. Uh, coming up tomorrow, actually Saturday. Yeah, let's talk about that next week. I know that we don't talk about Impact very much, but let's talk about Slingerstick. Oh, I'm be, I'm actually super excited for it. The card looks really really stacked, and and then yeah, we we have Extreme Rules Horror Show on Sunday to uh to round out the weekend. So we'll have a lot a lot to talk about, and we uh I'm working I'm working on a guest for next Wednesday, and I think okay. it's going to be. Man, you get all the guests, and I'm sitting here just like, "Cool, we have a guest next week." Like, I need to start like, look, I I, step my game. I'm, I'm just, I'm just planting seeds. I, I, I don't want to confirm that they're going to be on because people, people have schedules, and I like to abide by those and be respectful of them. But the first inclinations I've, I've gotten are that they are down to, to come on 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 Wednesday night after. Can I get a hint? Dynamite and uh, NXT. A hint. Uh, yeah, give me a hint. When you made your reference earlier to is the next Braun Bray match going to be in a Walmart? That really that's 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 we're down the alley. Like, we're, we're looking at Booker T? <laughs> <laughs> not not quite, but uh Okay. It's, okay. But um, that, that's all I'll say. Before we sign off, because I know we have we have to, to wrap this show up. With the horror show coming, do you have a favorite horror movie? I'm not a big horror movie guy, to be honest with you. I guess like it's Scream because that's one of the early ones I saw when I was young. I just after that, I kind of decided horror movies weren't for me because I have my imagination runs wild once the sun goes down. I just assume I'm going to be murdered all the time so even though like what am i worth right like you still like so like when i was a kid i would like when i turned off the lights like if i turned off the lights in the kitchen and i had to go to a room i would like run i still kind of do that now where it's like if i'm turning off the lights and it's dark in my house i will run to my room oh yeah i I, I had that i had that same feeling where i live in a horror movie where i'm gonna like have some guy jump out of the corner if i take out the garbage if i take out the garbage at night I tell my wife to watch the ring, watch the camera out front, because if I get taken, you have to show this evidence to the police. So, uh, but yeah, to answer your question, it's Scream. Are are you okay? That's a good one. What, are you a big horror movie guy? Uh, not really. I had the same problem as you. Like my my imagination runs wild. I don't mind watching them. I'll sit down and watch a horror movie, but I'm not going to sit here. And be like I'm a huge horror guy. Um, I know for a fact, like Nightmare on Elm Street and it. Uh, just completely ruined me as a kid. Sure. Like ruined my childhood. I could not sleep. I could not yeah. take a shower. Like it was just awful. The new it, the first one was really great for me. Um, and I'm a huge fan of evil dead, which is not quite a horror movie. It's more like a comedic horror movie. Sure. But that's, 
that's one of my favorite. I watched that movie one summer like six times uh, in one week. I just continued to put it into the DVD player. So, um, yeah, not a huge horror movie fan, but I- I'll watch them for sure. Well, there you go. Everyone check out uh, your favorite horror movie before Horror Show on Sunday. And uh, don't Do forget. Like, what? I mean, nothing screams horror like the middle of July. Exactly. It's uh it's a Halloween come early. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling spicy, leave a review. And our Spotify people hit that follow, hit those downloads, and then shoot us up the Spotify charts. We're uh, we're trying to diversify. Yeah. yeah. We're diversifying our podcast listening. There you go. We're listening to the Wu Tang Clan and diversifying our bonds. Absolutely. So make sure that you also subscribe to us on YouTube. That's Two Debrunnings with the Wrestling Podcast. We want to challenge Chris Van Vliet for that gorgeous belt that he got recently. Oh, incredible so belt. Subscribe to our YouTube channel so that we can hit him with an elbow. He's on the <laughs> West Coast now. He is. So He's one of us. Let's, yeah, let's do it. Um, make sure that you subscribe. Uh, Follow us on social at Two Debronis Pod on Twitter and on Instagram and in the BR app. We'll do our best to live tweet both Slammiversary and uh, Extreme Rules this weekend. Can't guarantee it that we'll we'll do a great job, but we are going to try to live tweet throughout the the nights. Um, you can follow me personally at Jeremy A. Loss, and you can follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. All right, everyone. Appreciate you waiting for this episode. Uh, It's a little later than it should be, but we'll be back to two episodes, as always, next week. And in the meantime, enjoy a full weekend of wrestling with Slammiversary and Extreme Rules Horror Show. In the meantime, keep staying safe, keep staying healthy, wear a mask. Please, please, please wear a mask so that we can all go back to uh, being outside. And as always, and forever, Black Lives Matter. Thanks, everyone. No matter where the damn mask is. All right, everyone. Peace.